I think that we all know this feeling that when in life, when we find something that engages us, we find a fire that comes along with that. Like sleep doesn't matter. Tired doesn't matter. Focus is automatic. Energy is there. It comes from the universe. It's like, it's just, it really comes filtering through you as whatever that art is or whatever it is that you're doing that's engaged you. Hey, I'm Allison Hare, and welcome to Culture Changers, the podcast that brings you unconventional wisdom by uncommon people. Together, we are shattering old paradigms to reshape our world and inviting you to make your own mark. What an intense time we are in. And if you're like me, you are probably vacillating between the feeling of wanting to crawl back under the covers, draw the blinds, and binge watch the entire Breaking Bad series again, or wanting to get out there and be part of the change. And I have personally felt the back and forth between darkness and light, feeling of feelings of hopelessness and pure optimism and gratitude. And what I've learned is that the polarities that we're collectively experiencing right now are what's moving us forward as a community. That tension is where change happens. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've listened before, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. And it means so much to me that you're spending some time with me and learning about what are some ways that we can move a community together. And this podcast is called Culture Changers because I am deeply interested in elevating the voices of people who are doing work that matters. I get the feeling that if you're listening, you aren't here just to kill time, but because there's something inside you that's calling for you to raise your own voice and make your own mark. And if that rings true for you, keep listening. And if it doesn't ring true for you, keep listening anyway, just for my ego. But this might be the episode that changes your entire life. And when I started this podcast in May of 2019, I felt an energy, a focus, and a rush that lit up every cell in my body. Have you ever felt that before? where you've been searching and searching and searching for something fulfilling. And when you find it, even if it's just a slice of it, your whole being and your body feels completely awake and joyful. Maybe it's taking a dance class or picking up a good book and not being interrupted or playing guitar again, or even just getting lost in music that takes you somewhere else. For me, podcasting really felt like an awakening. I have a degree in broadcasting and I genuinely love learning about people. And I was excited to learn new skills and was so proud that I created this show out of nothing. After about eight weeks of learning the basics of building a podcast and building out my show, I didn't even have any ideas of what the show was going to be about when I decided I wanted to podcast. Like zero idea. And as I built out my show, and I had these amazing, powerful, influential, and exciting guests week after week, and my audience just grew and grew. My confidence grew in diving further into the world of podcasting. And everywhere I went, people were curious about my show. How did I do it? How do I find the time? What if they could do one? And I kept getting asked about how to start a podcast. So I decided to start and create a course to launch people's podcasts themselves called Press Play Podcast. Now, every part of Press Play Podcast of this podcast launch program is step-by-step with tons of coaching, personalization, guidance. I've made tons of mistakes so I can help you avoid some major pitfalls. And I know that starting a podcast can seem overwhelming. Where do you even start? I mean, sure, there are tons of free resources all over the internet on how to start it. You can totally do it on your own. But what I found is that the amount of options for equipment, hosting platforms, topics, show styles are enough to keep you frozen before you start. That's where I come in. And what's different about Press Play Podcast is that it's interactive and collaborative. I put together a cohort of new podcasters and honestly the most amazing people are attracted to this program. I don't believe there are any mistakes with that. 
Um, but this cohort of podcasters where we all collaborate on each other's ideas and make them even better. The collaboration is really the true magic. The other huge differentiator from other podcast programs is that I directly work with each member to provide guidance and make sure that you have the show of your dreams. There are so many reasons why podcasting is the top medium right now to build and, and grow an engaged audience. And if you're wondering if starting your own podcast is right for you, I would highly recommend going to allisonhair.com and sign up for my Sticky Notes blog. I've got some posts that are coming up that I think will be super helpful. So my interactive step-by-step podcast launch program called Press Play Podcast is open now for registration. You can go to pressplaypodcast.co and sign up. But if you're still on the fence, I mean, I get it. How much time does it take? Is it expensive? I'm not very good at technology. What topics would I even cover? Would I know what to say? I hate the sound of my own voice. What if I don't have any good ideas? Oof, I have been there and I can help walk through all of that. But I thought the best people to learn from are the new podcasters that just came through my collaborative and interactive podcast launch program and have such unique shows that are on the rise. So my first alumni of Press Play Podcast is Brian Green. He is the host of the hilarious satire show, satirical show called The Commercial Break that is already blazing up the comedy charts worldwide after just eight episodes at the time of this recording. Please pay close attention to his pivot in his story, a good lesson that you may not know all the answers going in. Let's say hi to Brian. Hey, so we are here with Brian Green. Brian Green is the host of uh, the new and hilarious Blazing Up the Charts podcast called The Commercial Break. And Brian was part of the Press Play podcast. We helped him kind of get his uh, podcast stood up. And uh, you've had such a funny, fun journey with this. Brian, tell us, you know, where did you start? Tell me about the idea for the podcast and why Press Play Podcast. Um, Thanks for that rousing introduction. (laughs) By shooting up the charts, you mean both subscribers are listening? Absolutely, everyone. I mean, I have to give you a lot of credit for how we got started. But the idea came to my wife, actually, maybe like two years ago. She said, you should do a vodcast, like a video on, you know, a YouTube channel about commercial real estate. And I thought that was interesting because that's the that's what actually makes me money. And I thought that was an interesting idea and I came up with the name Commercial Break. But like a lot of other things we all do in life, I just kind of put it aside. It looked like an immense amount of work. I had no idea how to edit video. And so while I was learning, I was realizing just how much time it was gonna take. So I kind of just put it down, I forgot about it. But when you came uh, scrolling through my Facebook, and said that you wanted to have this class with people who wanted to start a podcast, I got really excited because I was like, oh, this is, maybe I should join this class. And even though I know the technicalities of audio, it would be exciting to figure out how I would put a podcast on a platform because that's a part that I didn't know about. The actual distribution was something that I was a little bit blind to. And as you, as I went through this class, fully intending to have my show be something completely not what it is today, I think that I got motivated to do something that was fun for me and that was exciting to me. And that was just be funny, cut up with a friend of mine. And that has turned out to be the right move for yeah, sure. Because it was going to so be I, like a traditional interview show, right? Yeah, I was going to do like a more serious take on, I was going to do a podcast, quite frankly, that was bringing on controversial points of view. And I was going to interview somebody about their controversial point of view, or maybe an opposing viewpoint of mine. And then I was going to ask them to tell the story behind why they found that point of view so interesting or why they believed in it. But as I went out there researching 
people with extremely controversial points of view, I found out that, that you know, there's just a lot of lug nuts out there who were not going to make for great interviews and they were not willing to go deep into the topic. They were willing to just spout off talking points. And so yeah, I get a little frustrated, to be honest with you, when we were doing, when we were going through the class. But what the class did was not teach me how to do audio, but it gave me I don't know if to say confidence is the right word, but it gave me the motivation to keep uh, pecking away at it, so to speak. Keep pecking away at it, keep thinking about it. It got on my mind and it didn't leave. Um, it just didn't leave. And then as we went into the pandemic, I was like, you know what? I got some extra time here, so let's put on a, a podcast. And so I think that was the important part, the camaraderie, the accountability, and just being in a group that was the group that we had was kind of great. So everyone was really cheering each other on. And I felt like I should take some of that energy and actually do something with it. So I really how about the pivot though? So, you know, like I, I'm somebody obviously that has gone through a lot of iterations, at least for my name and my brand. Um, but the, the topic has always been around culture changers. It was just a name and the, you know, like the image that um, that changed, but you completely pivoted to satire and irreverent comedy from kind of a serious interview show, which frankly, I think shows the breadth and depth of who you are. You kind of totally took the chains off of who you are to let out like almost like the Sasha Fierce of Beyonce you know, <laughs> in the comedy world for Brian Greene. So tell me about that pivot. I think what, what is important to know is that it is okay to not know the answers when you go in, but you know, it, sure. it kind of morphs into what is true and authentic for you. So tell me how that came about. Well, I mean, like a lot of things in life, I'm not 100% sure that I could give you the step-by-step -step on how the pivot happened. But I will tell you this, as my frustration grew with the original idea, I just really wanted to get something out there. And so I was laying in bed one night and I'm like, you know what? Let me call a good friend of mine, Chrissy Hoadley, who's on the show with me. Let me call her and see if she'd just be willing as a practice to, you know, as something to practice to just to get on recording, let me just have her on and let's just cut up for a few minutes. Right. And so we did that and I thought it was really funny and I felt much more comfortable in that environment, like being funny and being witty and just talking to Chrissy as if I would, if we were at the bar having a few drinks, then I did trying to force myself to be opinionated uh, and serious and motivational. I didn't, maybe that just wasn't the place for me, number one. But then something that I've always enjoyed since I was a child is writing like funny skits. Like I always had these things going on in my head, right? I always have two people talking in my head, going through some comedy routine. And I don't know where that came from, but I've been doing it since I was a child with a little tape recorder. And so I thought to myself, well, let me try one of those. Now that I'm an adult and I haven't done it in a couple of years on tape, let me try one of those and let's see if it fits the orientation of the show. And it did. When the pivot happened, when it actually, when I called Hoadley and got on air, we put a microphone on and it worked so well, it was clear to me that this was going to be the way that I could do it. Plus, I don't have a lot of chains and restrictions on me. I don't have to find a controversial guest every week and dig into some serious topic. And I feel like my, I can still be satirical and get into those issues and be funny about it or make it more lighthearted. I don't always have to be so serious, as the Joker would say. I don't always have to be so serious. And you talk about the pivot a lot, and I guess I never really thought about it until you just said it. It was a great pivot. Like, it was a huge pivot. And I'm sure glad that it happened because it feels better to me to be, uh, to have the chains off than to be on the a path with, you know, bumpers, so to speak. I think that that would have been difficult for me to maintain motivation long Yeah, I think a lot of people get stuck on, you know, will I have enough to say? Will I pick the right topic? You know, am I going to be interested in this in five months? Am I going to find the time to do this? And what I've found, whether it's through myself or through fellow podcasters or people that have gone through this, is that when you find the topic that fits you in the style that fits you, it runs itself. Yes, there's work involved. You have bits in yours. You have audio clips. It's not a straight show at all. 
It's comedy. There are different characters that you bring in. And it's just hilarious. And it requires a lot more than just in, an, in a show like mine that is an interview show. And, uh, you know, when you when you find something that you're so passionate about, it's like your baby and you invest in it. And, yeah. It's, it, it lights a yes. fire. I think that we all know this feeling that when in life, when we find something that engage us, we find a fire that comes along with that. Like sleep doesn't matter. Tired doesn't matter. Focus is automatic. Energy is there. It comes from the universe. It's like, it's just, it really comes filtering through you as whatever that art is or whatever it is that you're doing that's engaged you. And so I think that that's part of the struggle at least for me, from my point of view, and from what I've heard a lot of now being a part of a couple of these classes, is is that people are having a hard time figuring out exactly what they're going to do. What do I say? What do I, and, and then how do I do that long term? But I would, I would say to them that once you find whatever it is you're supposed to be doing, once that clicks for you, once the pivot happens, you're not going to have to worry about that because the focus and the energy and the determination are going to come automatically. If it's meant to be, it's going to be. And um, I know that's a scary part because that's where I was when I started the class. I was like, okay, I have this idea, but I'm not so sure it's great. Right. And it wasn't, it wasn't a great idea, but it was okay when the, but that helped me find the great. So, what idea, brought right? you over? Like, how do you? How did you find the time to keep going when you might have been frustrated with? I, I really like this idea, but I, it, it's not as easy as I thought. And sometimes that pushback is is the universe telling you just you got to move right or move left. So, how did you keep going? It's just this internal TikTok that's always going on. So, when you said, "Let's do a podcast class." right? Instantaneously, I was engaged. I knew that it was something that I wanted to do because I had thought about the vodcast. That didn't work. It was too much. I already knew that that was going to be entirely too much work for the time that I have on my hands. And I was frustrated by that fact. When you said podcast, I was like, I can do that. And so then the gears started grinding and they never stopped grinding. And even when I was at the end of the class, when I was really frustrated and I had yet to do one interview with anybody because I couldn't find anybody to do the interview with, it never left my brain. It, it was like, you got to do this, Brian. You got to figure it out. You got to figure out what your voice is. And then it, all of a sudden it was just like, oh, call Holdley. See if she'll be on your show first. That It's your best friend. It's the easiest thing in the world to do is talk to your best friend. Go on there, talk about something funny and see what happens. It's that... I think it's that same feeling that I was talking about. When you get engaged, the universe provides endlessly for whatever it is you need. Ideas, energy, uh, motivation, it's all there. But I have to be honest, at the end of the program, it was ve- I was very, very frustrated. Not with anything that happened in the program, with myself, that I couldn't figure out exactly what this show should be or what my voice should sound like on the show. But... It came to me. It came to me and when so it did, So tell it me great. about the feedback and the responses because you have been blazing up the charts of Canada. <laughs> Canada, yeah. Canada, Spain, Italy, <laughs> France. Everywhere but the U.S. So well, the U.S. too, but, tell you me know, about the response. but I think it's a bigger pool. The response has been amazing. Now, listen, I'm not lying when I say this. I imagined that the same 10 people, God love them, who click like on my Facebook post every three weeks when I post something were the same 10 people that were going to listen to my show one time, possibly twice. And then I would just have to organically grow an audience over time. And that's still happening. I'm not Joe Rogan by any stretch of the imagination. But what happened was rather unexpected. And we put out the first episode and a couple people that like the Facebook page just went and listened to it. But I believe that some people started to share the show because of the satire bits that are in the front of them. So if you haven't listened to the commercial break, I do some satire. And sometimes that's politically skewed satire. It can be timely. And I think just a few of those bits were just funny enough and maybe uh, striking the right tone at the right time that they started to get shared around Facebook. And when they did, lots, or in my opinion, lots of people 
started listening. My greatest concern always was how do you get out of your own sphere of influence? If just the same 10 people are always listening to your podcast, how's it going to grow? And uh, I was quite surprised on the second and third episode as more and more people started to listen. And I believed what was happening is they were, people were sharing the podcast. And so we also have some family in Spain and they were listening to it and they shared it for to a few of their friends. And that made its way around Europe and Ireland and and the UK. And um, yeah, and then we started showing up on the Apple charts rather high. And I was just blown away. We're only nine episodes in as we record this today, only nine episodes in. And we've already been in the top 50 on uh, for Apple podcasts in Spain, France, Italy, Ireland, the UK, uh, and the top 100 here in the United oh States. And I just, it just blows me away. I couldn't, I, I can't wrap my head around it, to be honest with you. And the growth of the listenership is hundreds of percent every yeah. single week. So I'm super excited to continue to do this. I think that this may be atypical. I've heard that it takes, you know, 30 or 40 episodes in is usually when you start getting some traction if it's going to happen, but I'll take it for yeah, sure. Yeah, you're doing the right thing and I love it. And uh, so how do people find you? So you can find us on Instagram at The Commercial Break. You can go to Facebook, The Commercial Break. Uh, just type it into the search bar. But go to TCB Podcast, tcbpodcast.com is where you find out all the information about the show. And you can listen to all the episodes there. Thank too. you, Brian. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Allison. I'm not going to lie. This pandemic and quarantine has done a number on me. Overall, I think we kept our heads cool but there was one particular day where I just melted down completely. The kids were at their wits end and rightfully so. Summer camps were being canceled and there just seemed like there was no end in sight. I spent a good portion of this one particular day crying and just feeling so heavy. And I put on an episode of the commercial break to check out how Brian was doing with his podcasting. And the name of this episode was Shamalama Ding Dong. And boy, I was dying laughing. It was definitely medicine for the soul that day. So please check out the commercial break. And I've linked his info in the show notes. Next up is Polly Van Duzer. She is the host of Stories Connect People. Polly came to me and said she wasn't really interested in a podcast, but had an audio idea for her role in HR that she thought might be fun to try. Well, wait till you hear Polly's story. Let's listen in to Polly now. Hi, Allison. <laughs> How are you today? Hey, I'm great. How are I'm you? I'm good. Thanks. Well, Polly Van Duzer, I'm so excited to talk to you and really, really thankful that you are willing to come on and talk about your experience Getting your podcast up and running, your podcast stories connect people has launched maybe a, f uh, like, how many episodes are you uh, in? Let's see, five episodes. So it's been, um, it's been just a little over a month ago. How awesome. And I was only so, going to do it uh, every other week. And it's just, I have so many great stories and I'm just <laughs> loving it so much that I've decided to publish weekly. And so I just, can't wait till two weeks to post the next uh, the next episode. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> and so I think what's so funny about you specifically is that, Polly, you and I have known each other for a few years, right. and you have an HR background. You have been in the recruiting world for a really long time. And you said, you know, I really want to be, a, I don't want to do a podcast, but I do want to figure out how to record and make like audio resumes for people that I'm helping. And uh, and all of a sudden, you are like superstar podcaster. <laughs> so I wanted to find out. Tell tell us about tell us about where you were at when um, when we started talking about the podcast and when you started with Press Play Podcast Program. Sure. So. I um, obviously have been following you and your uh, podcasting for a while, and I listened to other podcasts, and so I was interested in podcasting, and you posted the Press Play podcast uh, program, and I thought, you know, I wonder if I could do something like this, and I didn't really have a concept to begin with, but I 
thought, you know, I wonder if there's a way for me to be able to help people share their career stories or information about their um, background or on their resume that, you know, I might be able to help them be able to better position themselves for an opportunity and um, just to have an audio that goes along with the resume. And so I met with Allison and then um, I started in the Press Play podcast program and I mean, it just took off for me in terms of just, you know, I can totally do this. And it's an outlet for uh, creativity. And I love interviewing people. And like I've said a few times, you know, I love to hear people's stories and uh, their background, not only their career stories, but just kind of what brought them to where they are today. And so um, this has been just such a good way to bring all of that together. And it is a hobby for me. And but I feel like that I can, you know, it allows me to touch on the career piece for people if appropriate, but also be able to share their personal stories. And so it has just really been fantastic. And, you know, it's not something that, I mean, I probably could have eventually figured it out on my own, but probably would have taken me two or three times as long. I, <laughs> it, I mean, you just provided in the program everything, things that I didn't even know I should be asking about, you you shared with us how to accomplish all of that. And so it has just been, an, it was just an amazing experience. And I know one saying, you know, when's, when's the next assignment? When can we, when can we <laughs> do the next activity? Just because I got so um, just excited about um, seeing it evolve. And that's one of the things that I loved so much about the Press Play podcast program is that every few days you saw progress with, um, you know, the concept and what we were doing and and it really started coming to life. And so that made me get even more excited about launching. Oh, I love that. And I think what's interesting is that you didn't have a concept, but you knew you knew that you love the stories that connect people. Right. And that's, you know, I think what's so funny is, and, and even if you follow me, you know that I have had a couple of name changes, yes, <laughs> you right. know, with my podcast, but it's always been about culture changers. And I, for whatever reason, was resistant to call it what it is. And you were smart to call it exactly what it is. Stories connect people. And it's been really resonant for you too. And I'm curious about the time it took. So how did you carve it into your, I mean, you're a busy executive. You've got a husband and a stepdaughter and a lot of things going on. How did you carve out time to do it? And make it work yeah, for you. Yeah, so I think that's great. You know, I spend time on it in the evenings quite a bit and on the weekends. And I think that I could be spending my time watching TV or, you know, playing games on the phone or, you know, reading a book. But this has been how I just choose because I love it so much to be able to spend a you know few hours a week and be able to pull it all together for the next episode. But I'll tell you that, it would have taken me so much longer if you hadn't have provided all of the guidance and resources and the lessons learned and everything that I would have had to research and figure out. I mean, I almost feel guilty saying that because you like did all the hard work and then, you know, helped be able to uh, give us, you know, guidance on what works and just a plan for all of that. And so I kind of feel like I got the easy way out, uh, just even getting started. I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> part of my, well, we, part we of learned my, from them. So <laughs> I know part of my, part of my reason for having it is how do we avoid some of the pitfalls that drag out the process of getting something live and even getting comfortable with your own voice and your own message. And and sometimes understanding the message is way more powerful than your voice and your own insecurities over how it's going to come across. And, I, you know, like we have a very collaborative community and it's designed, the Press Play podcast, it's designed where we all collaborate on each other's ideas and help build them out and support each other. Tell me how that's been for you. Did it work for you? Did it feel intimidating or was it helpful? No, not intimidating at all. And it was so helpful. I love the collaborative aspect of it. And, um, you know, just 
and one of the things that you said multiple times in during our program was, you know, if you feel stuck on something, help someone else. And that just gets your creative juices even uh, flowing. And that could help you be able to, you know, work more on your own idea. And so I thought that was a really great way to look at it. And, um, you know, if I'm just hearing things all about my own podcast, it doesn't allow me to learn what other people might be doing or experiencing or thinking about. And that's what I loved about the collaboration. And I'm even collaborating with others afterwards and Tim Smith and I, and we talk every single week and, you know, exchanging messages or ideas and we've been working together. So we've taken that even outside of the program and it's a a friend and and resource that I use. And I think he would say the same thing. I think the ideas of the people that come to this program are so different. And he's totally totally different than me, but we have just... I'm like, oh my gosh, how did you do that? Let's talk about it. And he's like, you have to help me with this. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And so tell me about, so you've launched, you've got five episodes out. You've got such incredible stories. And I think what's what's your gift and what I what I get, it's so gratifying and you're, you're being so gracious and, and grateful about this program. But for me, it's it's really incredible to help somebody find their voice. Like to me, that's everything to me is how to elevate a voice and how to elevate a message that matters. And you have put out these episodes. You were so excited and like you just were feeding off yourself of of just the excitement of building this podcast. And that as you released it, your feedback's been really, really strong. What has it been like so far? What are you hearing? Well, first of all, I can't, I mean, I, I, if I say I can't believe it, it sounds like I don't have any confidence, but I mean, I just can't believe the reaction and the feedback and the excitement um, that I hear from people. And I have so many people that have suggested stories or are interested in being on the podcast or have friends that, um, you know, they that they would like uh, for me to interview. I can't even keep up with all of them. And so, <laughs> I mean, what a great problem. Another reason why I need to be doing this, publishing a show every week. But it's like I wake up thinking about it and I go to bed thinking about it. It's so exciting and just exhilarating for me. But I mean, I have people that I haven't seen in a while. It's the first thing they ask me about when I uh, when I see them and they're sharing my podcast with other people and telling them about it. And I think that that has uh, just helped to continue to build the confidence around just my concept and and what I'm doing and just another great story and something that I didn't expect to be a benefit of this is you know I interviewed this lady with the Please Foundation and it's all about creating opportunity education opportunities for under for a, a high risk inner city children in New Orleans and she said we never would have been able to do something like we don't have the funds or resources to do something like a podcast And so how amazing is it that I can give her clips for their website and things like that just to help uh, her be able to use the interview in a more meaningful way for for her to, you know, get their word out in a better way. And so that is something that I didn't expect to be a benefit. And it's a way that how great is it that I can do something like that for an organization that's doing so much for other people? Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, when things like that happen, it starts to open other doors of, okay, how can I be of service somewhere else? How can I be, you know, use my platform to be a voice for somebody that may not have the resources to be able to do it? Absolutely. And so I'm so glad it's been so resonant. And I'm so glad that you said yes. And I'm so glad that you are loving the podcast. And it's it's kind of indulgent for me because I uh, I find the podcast to be all consuming. And what I mean by that is that it does take up a lot of my time, but the podcast itself is so easy. What I'm thinking about is how do I, how do I reach more people? How do I figure out the branding? How do I figure out how to do graphics? So I find it like, how can I make it more resonant? But the podcasting stuff, like the interviewing, the editing and putting it up is so easy. <laughs> that part doesn't take much time at all. It's all the rest of it of like you get fed such excitement from the feedback that you get from each episode that you're like, wow, I want to do this more. I, know, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with yeah, that. Well, and then I was even saying, okay, 
you know, when are you doing an advanced podcast class? And so <laughs> it's coming. <you> know, <laughs> the the um, first program was so valuable for me that you know I absolutely am um, waiting for uh, for press play podcast two hundred one or whatever. two 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Polly. This has been great. I can't wait to see your show grow. And I appreciate you taking a few minutes on uh, on my show to share your story too. Thank you so much, Allison. You're amazing. I always feel like there are no accidents for people that say yes to Press Play Podcast. I'm so thrilled with not only how good Polly's show is, but her pure joy of finding this medium is giving her a whole new path of possibilities. Please subscribe to Stories Connect People on your favorite podcast platform and check her out. The stories are so exceptional too. And they're just, they're so engaging and enrolling and you just dive right into it. And everybody loves to be part and to get lost in a story. And Polly is just, uh, she's doing great things out there. I've linked her show in the show notes too. And next, I am so proud to welcome Carden Wyckoff. She is the host of Free Wheelin' with Carden. Carden is a wheelchair warrior, a global advocate for accessibility, and has a very special gift for sharing stories to promote inclusion. She has already made waves with her podcast and is truly a culture changer in her own right. Let's learn about Carden's experience with Press Play Podcast. All right, so we are here with Carden Wyckoff. Carden is the host of Free Wheeling with Carden podcast, Ooh. a podcast all about accessibility and living with a disability. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right way to, yeah, exactly. to put it. And yeah, so Carden had joined Press Play podcast when I first opened it up and built this incredible show that I'm so proud that of you and, and what you've done Thanks. with it. And I... Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. But um, I'm interested to understand where you were at when you said yes to this podcast program and to a podcast in general. Tell me what where your head was at. What were you hoping to accomplish? Sure. So I was kind of in that place where I was ready to do something different, totally different than what I had normally done. So like in 2018, I traveled all around the world and I blogged about it. And then in 2019, I did a lot of accessibility advocacy and stuff. And then I'm like, okay, well, 2020, what's next? Like, I feel like I've done a lot of different mediums for driving change, but I really wanted something that would leave like a lasting impact. And also that was easier to just be visible and not get lost in the scroll of an Instagram feed, right? So with a podcast, I saw it on your LinkedIn. And it was, if you want to start your own podcast, I'm doing a six to eight week course. And I was like, you know what? Like, why not? Say yes. And so I did it. And I saw your post originally. And then I was like, I don't know, whatever. I'll think about it. And then two weeks later, you were like, one more week until it closes. And I was like, well, just do it now or else I'll forget about it. And I had no (laughs) idea what I was getting into. And I didn't even know like how easy it was going to be to put a podcast together. And you made it so easy to just digest it, break it down and produce a show. And I launched my podcast in just eight weeks. So it was really awesome. Just a few weeks after the show, um, your uh, Press Play podcast finished, I went live and it was awesome. Thank you. I'm so glad that you did. And I'm I'm wondering about the time. So you're a busy professional. You've got a super demanding sure. job. And when you're learning something new and figuring out life and your job and all of that, how did you carve out time to do it? So it was pretty simple. It was flexible because it was at night. So the session started at what, seven or eight o'clock at night. And that was flexible for my yeah. time because I usually get off work somewhere between five and seven. It just depends on where I wrap up. And it was once a week and that was easy to just move any additional things around. And it was also during the winter. And I think the winter is kind of a downtime season. So it was easy to add it into my schedule because it wasn't like a summer podcast course where if it were in the summer, I'd probably be a little more hesitant to do it just because, you know, you want to go out and be out at night and 
where it's warm. So in the winter, you don't really have a lot to do. At least I didn't. So it was perfect timing. The, the next one will be in the summer. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I think one thing that you said during this program that I thought was really interesting of how you personally operated is that when an assignment was posted, because there would be two assignments mm-hmm. a week, you would give yourself 24 hours to right. do it. And so there was your own personal accountability with that too. Sure. Yeah. I think that's probably the best thing to get any course assignment done is whenever something is posted, set your personal timeline for when it's going to finish or when you're going to finish it. Just because if you don't, if you're not staying on top of it, you're not being accountable to yourself, then I mean, you're paying for something and you're not putting in the time and the effort, you're not going to get the reward out of it. And the reward is having that platform for change that, I w- that I'm trying to create. I love the platform for change thing. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like anybody who comes to this program is not an accident. I think my whole thing is how do you be a force for good? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people have come through that are trying to really make an impactful change. And there's a community that is built around this program. It's a collaborative environment. Has that been helpful to you? Yeah. Oh, totally. It's awesome. Just getting, I actually learn a lot from the different podcasters and being an alumni and listening to their podcasts, how they're doing things. And then also, I think the best thing that you can do for yourself to just reinforce the material is to come back and you invited me to be in that session as an alumni for this past um, program that you did. And I think that was really incredible just to share all that knowledge and expertise. I was just in their shoes, not knowing what a microphone was and like how to (laughs) attach the USB cord to the mic and it becomes second nature. And so it's so easy to just share that information. And it feels really good as well because they kind of look up to you. It's different looking up to you, Allison, I think because you have a more established podcast. But I think looking to someone that is just fresh off the block, it can be more relatable. And I really appreciated that and uh, definitely had a lot of value added. I I believe it did. Not only to me, but at least to the, the, the newbies. You are so helpful too. And I think people, I think when they're going through it, there are things that people can struggle with. Some people struggle with the sound of their Mm -hmm. voice or their idea or, you know, figuring out the technology piece of it. How, where did you see, did you find any of those parts challenging and what got you through it? I think for me, because I never actually knew anything about audio or any audiology or anything of that nature. So the different connections and stuff were a little confusing to me um, when you were presenting it like in a slide. But once I actually got the devices delivered to my door, it's pretty intuitive for me just because I'm a very like tinkery type of person. It was like, okay, here's one end of a cord. This obviously looks like it goes into this component. So you stick that in there, right? So it was it was pretty easy for me once I got the devices so that's how I was able to learn and digest it pretty easily. How do you feel now? Do you feel like podcasting is easy? Do you feel like you struggle with certain parts about it? So I hated producing the show. <laughs> I just like, it's either like one or the other, right? You either love interviewing or you love producing and editing and being a sound person. And for me, that doing all the editing inside of Audacity was not something I actually enjoyed. I didn't spend, I didn't like spending hours doing it. Not that I couldn't do it. The first, what, five or six episodes, I produced the entire show myself. But then I was like, where I'd rather spend my weekends uh, going out to the park and doing other things that I really enjoy. And so I ended up using a, a I have a producer now that hit, um, mixes everything together and spits it back out to me, which is really easy and nice because he does an awesome job, way better than I could have done because he's an expert, right? Been in it for years. So I think it's as you continue to build out your podcast, you learn what you do and don't like about it. And you learn that there's other people and other ways to get your show out and being the great quality and allowing you to also continue to have a life (laughs) just instead of being behind the computer all day long and all weekend long editing it. Yeah. 
I think that's an important distinction that there are so many ways to get your mm-hmm. podcast done and you figure out what works for you. But having the the basics of understanding how to edit, how to interview, how to do all those things oh, phenomenal is skills. really important to have that foundation. So I'm curious too, you launched the podcast, speak about really important topics. How has it been received? What has been the feedback for your show? It's funny because my producer, actually, he was on medical leave this past week. And so I, I didn't have time to get another producer to to spit back my show. So I gapped a week and I had like five or six people text me and was like, Carden, I didn't see an inter- I didn't see an episode come out this week. Is everything okay? And so to me, that's like, wow, people are actually listening and are (laughs) expecting that weekly show. And I think it's just really reassuring to know that people are listening and that people do care about your content. And so don't ever doubt that for a second. And I think just in general, it's it's been really eye-opening to... I've sent it over to developers, builders, contractors. I've sent it over to physicians, a lot of work friends and stuff. Oh, wow. And just the content that they get out of it, I usually will send them a specific episode related to their field. And they're like, wow, I had no idea. I'm going to pass this off to my secretary or my whatever, this or that. And I'll think about this in future endeavors as I'm doing things. So I think with just the disability awareness and accessibility, they go hand in hand. And as we continue to build this inclusive world and environment, just interviewing additional people that have this expertise and sharing it with the world is really amazing because a lot of people, if if you don't look through that lens or have that mindset or know anyone that has any of those disabilities, you're not thinking about that firsthand. And so it sometimes just takes learning about it. And not everyone just wants to read about it. They want to just listen to it. So I like having this alternative medium where people can just listen, whether they're getting ready or driving to work or wherever it is. It's it's easy to digest. And also I provide transcripts. So if they do want to read it, they can. Have you been able to interview people that you may not have been able to talk to before? Have you kind of used it as a, a platform, not only for change, but also to meet people that can help help you further your the things that are important to you? What's that been like? Yeah, I've interviewed a few people that um, are little mini celebrities. So I'm working my way up to getting some more notable people on the podcast. And it's just been really awesome. I wouldn't normally have interacted with them. Um, you know, they have millions of followers and they you kind of just get lost in the followers. So it's really nice to provide that space, that safe space, also that trust nest, but something that they're also really passionate about to talk about and share their story. I think, quote, I've come to learn podcasting is people love talking about themselves and they love talking about whatever they're passionate about. Yes, they do. Um, I know you know very well. So um, it's been really cool to just get to learn other people's stories. And I've learned way more than I probably would have ever have, especially with the close friends that I interviewed. Um, they shared with me some things that they'd never told me before in person. So I don't know why, but they feel like it's it's like this creative safe space, which is really nice um, because they want to share that story. Yeah. Don't you feel like it's such an intimate way to connect and share people's experiences? For sure. I think it is intimate. I'm not sure if it's because, you know, this is public, right? Anyone in the world can access this, but people are disclosing some of their most deepest, darkest secrets. Well, not secrets, but just like vulnerabilities with the world, but I think it's because it's just through sound, right? Or reading it on transcript, there's no necessarily any picture associated. There's no video attached to it. So it's literally just spoken word. And I think it allows people the ability to just let down the doors and break down those walls and just share what it is raw and real, which was what I really like. Oh, I love that. And has it helped you with your confidence in other areas of your life. Oh, totally. It's not that I didn't have that confidence or that I wasn't a good public speaker before, but I think it's totally amplified that. It's allowed me to just sit and listen to people and instead of just being so reactive and like, oh, I want to like jump in and ask questions. I'm learning to just pause and let them finish their sentence and not thinking always about what the next question is going to be. So I think it's not only just helped with self-confidence, 
in general, but just public speaking, uh, listening more mindfully because they're disclosing things that that are not scripted, and you have to th- you have to absorb that. So definitely helped yeah. with memory. I feel like because you're taking all the information as it's coming in, and you have to process that and then follow with questions. That's an interesting perspective. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, it's in. It's and, also uh, just a whole new using a different side of your brain. I feel like that we don't normally do. It's really intentional listening and understanding, and there's empathy that goes into place with it as well. So, a lot of skills that you're building. I love that. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'm going to link everything in your show notes. Um, but real quick, what's the name of your podcast? How can people find it? Is you? Freewheeling with Cardin. C-A-R-D-E-N. And you can find me on any major listening app, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn. And uh, my Instagram handle is Carden of Milk. Like, you know, like a kindergarten, <laughs> you drink a carton of milk at lunchtime. <laughs> uh, carton of Milk. And that's Instagram, Twitter. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Carden is so inspiring, isn't she? Please subscribe to her show, Free Wheelin' with Cardin, and I've linked her info in the show notes. Next up is Tim Smith, the host of Mind Body Soul 365. I have such a special place in my heart for Tim. He was the very first person that signed up for my Press Play podcast program and had no idea who I was. He just said yes. And I'll let him tell you the story, but he is the perfect answer to the phrase, the riches are in the niches. Don't be afraid to narrow your focus because I promise the people who get you are the ones who spread your word. Let's welcome Tim. So we are here with Tim Smith. Tim Smith is the host of Mind, Body, Soul 365 podcast. Um, And what is so great about Tim is that He and I have never met. I didn't know who he was. And when I first put out, this was probably back in November, that I was, I first opened registration for Press Play Podcast. He signed up immediately, no questions asked. (laughs) um, And I, I appreciate that. And I've loved working with you. It's been so exciting to see your show start from an idea you had into a growing, thriving, exciting podcast that I, I think one of the things that we talk about a lot is is what makes you unique and different in the marketplace. And I'd love to, for you to tell me, uh, first of all, thank you for being here, but I'd love to tell me, where were you at? Tell me more about what happened and how this hit you, this podcast. Well, it just looking, I thought I'd wanted to do one and Mind, Body, Soul was actually a class that it, that we were doing at the Y and at church. And uh, it kind of had become stagnant a little bit. I thought my, you know, a podcast might be a direction that it it could go. And when I saw your post, I just immediately, I thought, okay, I've got to do this. I hope she knows what she's doing. And, uh, and it's, it's just, been, I'm not sure I still do. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you, you do. If you don't, I don't. So I'll just say that, but it's been really interesting. It's funny because, my launch date was going to be April 1st. And I think, you know, we talked about that way back November, December, I think when the, your class first started and uh, not knowing what April 1st was going to be. And when the COVID-19 and the quarantine and the shelter in place happened, I decided, well, I can either wait and launch it or can do something else. So I just decided, well, I'm ready to do this. I don't want to wait. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. And, and I did some things that I didn't, at the time, I didn't know if they were going to resonate with the listener. I didn't know if it was going to be something that it was even, anybody would even want to listen to, but it actually, first one was just my story. The second one was an interview with my wife. And then the third, fourth, fifth one, sixth one, maybe were sermons that I actually preached in 2016, having to do with mind, body, soul. And uh, I'm telling you, it was, I've gotten some really interesting comments. Tell me about your concept too, because I think it is is unique. You've got a, a cool background. Well, my concept is I worked for Weight Watchers for four years after losing 127 pounds. And I was at a Weight Watchers meeting one night conducting the meeting. And I added a scripture to the meeting and my 
uh, district manager came up to me after the meeting and she said, Tim, you know, you can't do that. She said, we want you to stay on script. And when you add a scripture to it, you may offend people. And and so one thing led to another. And I went home and told my wife, I said, I think I'm going to start my own class at church. And I did. And uh, the congregation, we lost over a thousand pounds as a congregation just doing mind, body and soul. And mind, body and soul has to do with the scripture, First Thessalonians. But and I'm not going to start preaching, so don't don't get nervous. <laughs> don't get nervous. Anyway, I wasn't nervous. <laughs> I know. But anyway, you know me. I like to talk. <laughs> but the mind, the body, and the soul, and I think they integrate so much, and Scripture tells us that they do. And then I added the 365 because I think it's just something that we need to do every day. And so the podcast asks the question, does God really care about our physical bodies? Does he care what we read? Does he care what we eat? Does he care if we exercise? And so that's kind of where the podcast, kind of what it has to do with. And each person that has come on, you know, I've asked them that question. I actually, you know, talked to them a little bit before the podcast to make sure that that's not going to be something that offends them or something that they can't answer. But nobody has shied away from that. And so it's, I've got some that I haven't published yet that are going to come out that are even more interesting. So that's kind of the way the, the podcast works. And that's kind of where it comes from. So how did you find the time to do it? Were the lessons consumable? Was it set up in a way that, how did you carve out time to find the importance of doing this? Well, I'm, I'm fortunate in the fact that I, I have retired twice. <laughs> You know, I was in education for 37 years, and then uh, I was a pulpit minister for eight, and then I retired last June, and I kind of started 365 ministry to do, just to keep me kind of busy. So really, I wasn't doing a whole lot when I decided to launch this. Now I have found that the podcast has kind of taken on a role in my life like a job. So Press Play Podcast is set up where it is a collaborative community where we all help each other out. So tell me how how about the did the community help you? Did you like that setup? Um, was it was it intimidating at all or was it helpful? Oh, uh, it it couldn't have been any more helpful. And you know, just the people that I met in the class that I still visit with on Facebook and uh, through Instagram. A couple of your alumni for your last class, I actually interviewed Leah and Leah and I are just as a teaser are working on a deal now where we're going to kind of do a question and answer once a month, take questions from people. And I love that. Yeah. And she, it was kind of her idea. And uh, I think it's a great idea, but what I liked about the class, you know, you can watch a hundred million YouTube videos on how to podcast. And there's other stuff out there. But what I liked about your class was it wasn't so big that I felt like that I was intimidated by the group. And it was also, I was able to look at you, even though you're in Atlanta, I'm in Oklahoma, I was able to look at you and ask a question. The other people shared maybe the same question or they had a question that I had been thinking. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm, gl I'm glad they asked that. So I didn't feel stupid. But anyway, I just thought it was perfect for me and and for someone who's looking to to find a class to learn how to podcast. It's a little bit intimidated because you can't ask a YouTube video a question <laughs> and you have to stop it and start it, stop it and start it. And you, and you just and you want to ask. But with your class, you were able to do that. And it was perfect for me. I'm so glad it is an interactive experience. And what I think. What I love so much about it is the the so you know the the principle of improv improvisational comedy is yes and and so if you came and said I have this idea and somebody would say yeah that's a great idea and then have you thought of adding this and that sounds like that's what's happening with you and Leah on the Q and A section so I think what happens is it makes the idea bigger than what you thought by just putting it out there. And having this this supportive group that you can screw up before you go live and kind of make the mistakes yeah. that you want. And I'm I'm curious about the feedback because I know that you've said, wow, there are people that I don't know that are finding my show 
Tell me about the feedback of, of going live with the show and reaching people that you may not have reached otherwise. Well, it dawned on me with the third podcast, I guess, and it was a sermon that I had preached that I published on the podcast. And really didn't think about it because I had done that, put sermons before on YouTube and stuff. But but it dawned on me on that third one because I put it out there and I got a couple of questions, having doctrinal questions. One from a guy in New Zealand. And it dawned on me then that you're not in Oklahoma anymore. <laughs> this is going worldwide. And I think that really, when that happened, uh, Cindy told me, she said, you know, this is just such a great opportunity to share a message. And the message that, that I'm trying to share is that we need to take care of our, our entire bodies and we need to do that every day as a service to God. And you can't do that any better than through this, this is the best way to do it, I think. I think it's amazing that you've spent so much of your life as a pastor and as a teacher and somebody that is trying to elevate people to be their highest self. And it is amazing when you go outside your own world in Oklahoma and you're asking universal questions that are really important for people to ask. And the, the integration of faith and fitness is probably something that people have thought about, but never really seriously considered. So I appreciate you you taking that on because it's not for everybody. And, um, and I think, but, but I think the beauty of that is I always say to embrace your weird, you know, like the, you find oh, your niche. Me, I do that. <laughs> I do that every day. Yeah. You yeah. find your niche and then you find that there are people that are like, wow, he's saying he's in my head. And those yeah. are your super fans. Those are the people that, that share your shows. And it sounds like that is what is happening. So I appreciate that. Any ideas for what's next? What's next for Mind Body Soul 365? I see that well, you're on Instagram. You've been doing some, I've seen some new logo updates. It's exciting what's been happening. My kids tell me to quit fooling around with the music because I, when I was coaching, I'd always play music during practice and that was always a big deal to me. And I'm doing the same thing now with this podcast, but I've kind of some good stuff there, but I'm excited. I am getting ready. I'm leaving Sunday. I'm leaving for Missouri. Uh, where I'm from originally, but I am going to interview uh, the winningest basketball coach in the history of the college basketball. I am so excited to do that because he doesn't give too many interviews. And when I say the winningest, uh, he's won more games than anybody. And uh, he was a friend of my mom and dad's. And when I called him last week to ask him and told him what I was doing, he just immediately said yes. And so I have got 27 pages of his resume that I was looking through this morning. <laughs> and that's the one thing I'm trying really hard to do is I'm trying to do my research and come up with good provocative questions that I think the listener would want to ask if they were sitting here. You know, you said something a while ago, and I know you, you don't want to stay on here all day with me, but you said something a while ago that I think is so true is that the opportunity, if someone was wanting to do a podcast and they, they just thought, well, nobody's wanting to listen to me, but they want to do a podcast, you don't know who, who wants to listen to you. You know, when I started doing this, I thought if I had 25 listeners, people who subscribed or people who downloaded or whatever, and I still don't know how they count those things, but I really don't care. I'm just, I just know I keep seeing mine grow, but when you see, when you have people contact you, like I have had, who want to be on my podcast, they, you know, they have a story. I am so excited because that's what I want to do. I want people to, to know, hey, I can get on his podcast and tell my story. And I uh, had a guy that I interviewed yesterday from Toronto, Canada, and his story is amazing. I'm just excited about it. I couldn't be any happier. It's just, it's, it happened exactly at the right time in my life. And I definitely feel like anybody who comes to this program is, uh, it is not an accident at all. I just can't thank you enough for even just, it, it, for me, it was just perfect. It was just perfect. I'm so glad I, I try and make it so it is step by step, but it is 
your message. It is your your message, your stage, your mic. And I think the message and what I love to see is how can you share the mic? How can you elevate not only your voice, but the people who are also trying to make a difference or trying to share their experience? Because that's where the magic happens. So I thank you for that, Tim. My wife has told me that this podcast has made me a better listener. Is that right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and I, I don't know that I thought I was always a good listener, but she says now I'm an even better listener. You're a good talker, so, Tim. Well, I, I, everybody tells me that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But, well, thank yeah, you. Like thank you. How can people find you? What are some ways people can find you? Probably the best way, uh, easiest way is to go to our, to the website, which is mindbodysoul365.com. And uh, there's a link to the podcast there, has all the podcasts on it. It also has a blog that I post every Monday. This week, it had to do with uh, our attitudes. Next week, I'm going to write a blog about how that God doesn't look look at color. Uh, because I just think right now in our society, we need to hear that as much as we possibly can. Mm. I could spend a lot of time talking about that because some of my best friends are African-American. But... You can go to Mind Body Soul 365, find the podcast, my blog. You can also go to the Facebook page, Mind Body Soul 365, Instagram, Mind Body Soul 365. And I'll link everything in the show notes too. But I think yeah. I think we are at a pivotal time in our society. And I am so honored to be a part of you stepping up and saying, yes, I need to be part of this change and I need to be on a force for good. And I'm so thankful for you to take a few minutes with me today to share your experience with Press Play Podcasts and can't wait to keep supporting you as you grow. Well, I, I just appreciate you and I, I'm just honored that you wanted to visit with me and you know that I will be bugging you in the weeks to come. <laughs> so, thank you very much. Wow, what an exciting story from Tim Smith. Please subscribe to Mind Body Soul 365 and tell all your friends. And speaking of telling your friends, please tell all your friends about Press Play Podcast. Registration is open. You will get to learn on the super intuitive teaching platform Kajabi and go at your own pace. You will have access to the program for life. And again, the best part, is that it's a generous, collaborative cohort of people who are ready to help help you flesh out your ideas together. And you get direct access to me so we, we can make sure that your show is the show of your dreams, the show that's gonna share the message that matters to you. The cost is a one-time payment of $497. And hey, I understand it's a crazy time right now, if the one-time payment doesn't work for you, I don't want finances to get in the way of letting your message grow the audience you've dreamed of. You can make three payments of $198.80 and launch your podcast in six weeks. Go to pressplaypodcast.co. We officially launched July 6th, so grab your spot now and get access to some freebies before we launch. Thanks again for listening and I will see you next week.